It's not like any other podcast. Coming to you straight from the heartland, where investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Paranoid Banker Podcast. Yeah, so the reason why your question is important is because of what goes on pretty much every day with what I do. And I guess every day is a little exaggeration. That's not true. So most days, maybe except for the, maybe except for Sunday, maybe Saturday, and some of Saturday and part of Sunday. And that has to do with um, fear of failing. That has to do with it. And so if you would, if I had to give one reason why most people don't pull the trigger in owning any multifamily properties, it's because of fear of failure. That's it. That's it. So let me give you like an example. So I will get during a given week, so this is on the brokerage side of things. So this is our brokerage company having multifamily properties for sale. Okay. So I will get, or we will get as a company, I would say on average 30 to 35 um, inquiries a week on properties that we have for sale. And of course, as part of that, not a surprise, we'll go ahead and we'll send out offering information, property information, income, expense information, rental, we'll send all that stuff out. And out of, let's say, 100 people that inquire, 10 people will then come back and ask another question about something. So they've reviewed the information, now they're going to ask another question. Okay. Uh, Then, out of those 10, maybe one will pull the trigger and actually buy the property. So those rough numbers I gave you, even though they're convenient numbers to use, you know, 100 to 10 to 1, the convenient numbers, admittedly. But it's pretty close to being what really happens in the real world and tells you the numbers in terms of people that have an idea that they want to own multifamily, they want to invest, they want to do their own thing, They want to finally just do something and own their own multifamily properties. And the number that actually pull the trigger and actually do it. It's like 1%. Why is it 1%? It's 1% because of fear of failure. That's the reason why. Because it's, there's no risk in requesting information, right? There's no risk in spreadsheeting stuff. There's no risk in analyzing. There's no risk in talking to people on the phone, emailing people. There's no risk in any of that. And actually, a lot of investors substitute that activity for actually doing something. Think about that. A lot of investors substitute that activity emailing, reviewing, spreadsheeting, looking at, thinking, reading, to actually 
pulling the trigger and they never pull the trigger to do anything. Why? Because there's no risk in it. There's no risk. But once you sign the contract and buy, there's risk. And most investors, most people rather, don't have the stomach for it because they're afraid they're going to fail. Which is all good news for all of us because that just leaves a lot more opportunity for us. It's good that the third hen, the, the, the herd thins itself. That's good. I actually prefer it that way because it leaves more opportunities for us. It's just that right now, the way that the market is, and I'm recording this in September of 2021, by the way, the way that the market is, you've got 10 times the amount of people looking because they think they want to do it. So you've got to wade through a lot more. I've got to talk to a lot more people about getting involved with Heartland Investment Partners and on being a part of our flagship fund, for example, a lot more because they're in the, you know, in that stage of analyzing and thinking and going through that. And by the way, this is not me criticizing that. Everybody's got to go through that process. I'm just saying that even when everything makes sense at the end of the day, most people still won't pull the trigger after they've gone through the process. They won't because they're afraid they're going to fail. They're afraid of the risk and they're afraid they're going to fail and they're afraid really of what people are going to think and what people are going to say if they F it up. <clears throat> That's really what's behind all of this. Uh, but right now, because there's so much <clears throat> out there in terms of opportunity with investors, you got a lot more looking. <clears throat> so you've got to wade through a lot more people in order to get to the people that actually decide they are going to pull the trigger. And even though that fear of failing is still kind of there because you never really lose it. So it's not as if every property that I purchase now or that we invest in or that we own, I'm thinking I got it all figured out. Because, I mean, truth of the matter is there's always things that come up that still surprise me to this day. So I don't think that ever. So I've, I'm, I always go into every project with some apprehension. I mean, I don't go into something, that, oh, yeah, this is going to be 100% great. I'm, I'm right on. No. You always got to, oh, well, let's see if. Because there's never such thing as a perfect property. There never is. Every property, no matter what kind of property, how great you think it may be, there's always something about it. There's something that just is not that great. Every single one. But it's the fear of failure. That's it. So let me give you like another analogy, another quick example. So I had a phone call from an investor, I don't know, New York, New Jersey, something like that. <clears throat> And uh, calling me and leaving, you know, so finally got phone conversation. And this lady was excited. She actually got somebody on the phone to have a conversation with her. Because you, you want to know what most real estate agents, what most real estate brokers are doing now? Not all, because some watch this and some listen to this. Okay? That they got their stuff together. But you know what a lot of them are doing? Nothing. 
They're not responding to emails. They're not returning phone calls. They're not doing anything. Why? Because they've got this many people calling them wanting to buy stuff. This many. And they got this much stuff to sell. So why would I return the phone call to number 243 on my list of phone calls I've gotten today? I'm not going to do it. And that's why for some of you, if you have been trying to get in touch with real estate agents, real estate brokers, especially with multifamily, and you're not getting anybody to call you back, you're not getting emails sent back to you, no one's responding to you, part of the reason is you're one of 700, I'm exaggerating, you're one of 700 that's contacted them. And by the way, I'm not saying it's okay that they do that. They should be getting back to you. They should be getting back to you. But they're not, and that's the reason why. And by the way, just as like a side note, when the market, if and when it changes and shifts, which it will, all of these real estate agents and brokers that are blowing you off because they're making a shit ton of money right now, they're going to be wishing they hadn't done that. But, of course, telling them that now is like, you know, talking to the wall. It's not going to happen. But that's what's going on. You've got this many people, this much for sale. And when it comes down to somebody finally, finally deciding that they've got a property that they want that really hits the criteria, maybe not exact, you know, they decide not to do it. And it's mainly because they're afraid they're going to fail. It's that is the reason, and the other reason is a lot of people feel that all of the activity that they do is a substitute for actually pulling the trigger and doing something. I mean, I've got people on my email list or that I call or on my mailing list. They've been there for years, and they haven't done anything, and they probably won't do anything. Again, there's no wrong answers. That's a choice. But the main reason most people don't do anything is because of the fear that they're going to fail. And if you want to separate yourself in the eyes of people that are making decisions of maybe bringing you on as a partner, for example, okay? Maybe you bringing somebody on as a partner, okay? Maybe, um, some key influencers in your market in multifamily, maybe some influencers uh, on the lending side of things, right? Some key influential people that you know you should get to know better, that you know can really help you at some point in time. They know that talk is cheap. They know activity is cheap. It's results, it's execution, it's implementation, it's pulling the trigger. That's what gets their attention. Okay? That's what gets their attention. Knowing you're a person that will pull the trigger if and when the time comes, even though you're afraid you might fail, even though you're afraid you might look like an idiot, even though you're afraid it might not work out, that gets the respect of these people, and now they're more interested in being in and around you. Think about what I just said. 
versus people that are all talk, all analysis. Okay. So it's hard for me to take somebody seriously, just to give you an idea in terms of who I decide to work with. Okay. And I'm talking as like an investment partner, bringing them on, maybe in our flagship fund, or um, uh, you know maybe somebody I might decide to work with, and maybe purchasing their property. Um, I mean, my litmus test is really what have you done in terms of pulling the trigger historically? Do you own any property now? Have you made any offers on any property? Have you done anything other than think about it and spreadsheet about it and analyze it and read about it and listen about it? All very important things to do. But if this has been going on for three years, I already know you're on the back, you're in the back of the line. You're in the back of the line. And if I'm thinking this, if I'm thinking this way, the people that you feel you could get some benefit of aligning with and they get some benefit from you, they're thinking the same thing. They're thinking the same thing. So look. It takes action. It takes pulling the trigger. It's the main reason why there are this few successful multifamily owners versus this many interested in being successful multifamily owners. Because at the end of the day, they're afraid they're going to fail. And it's overcoming that fear of failure is what really starts to separate things and the more you do it, the more momentum you get, the more successful you will be, despite any bumps in the road that you might come across, and the better off you're going to be. So eventually, if you want to really come full circle, if you don't pull the trigger, you're never going to get to where you think you want to get to, ever. Ever. The longer you delay, the longer you wait, the longer you analyze, the longer you think about it, the longer you spreadsheet it, the longer you listen about it, the longer you read about it, the longer it's going to take for you to get to where you really, really want to get to. And that's the truth. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com.